Thank you, Lord, for your presence in this place. You inhabit our praises. You are here. You are here. We just invite you, King of glory, to come and fill this place and inhabit our worship. In Jesus' name, yes, the world will bow down and say, you are God. Every man will bow down and say you are king. So let's start right now. Why would we wait? King of glory, We just want to be with you. We just want to be with you. King of glory, fill this place. We just want to be with you. We just want to be with you. Yes, the world will bow down and say you are God. Every man will bow down and say you are King. So let's start
just want to be with you. We just want to be with you.
just keep playing that. This is what happens when we <laughs> get into worship times. Um, we, we just want to keep going. And I, I feel like, I feel like something just, God wants to break something through here just in our personal response. Um, a lot of times we get into these moments, you know, and it's, it's just the perfect opportunity. I'm actually talking about this tomorrow morning, but it's a perfect opportunity for me to release my song. See, we can sing all of these songs that are written by great, anointed worship leaders, worship writers, but there's a song in you that only you can sing. Only you can sing it. And I can't do it for you. You have to sing it. And so just over that chord progression, um, let's just take a moment. It doesn't have to be long, but um, I just want to encourage this room, encourage you to step out a little bit here in these next couple moments. And maybe you've not released your song a whole lot, or maybe it's been a while, or maybe you're real comfortable doing that. That's okay. But I believe God wants to take us a step further just in our personal pursuit, our personal expression, this personal song that's in me. And it doesn't have to be fancy. It's just, I love you, Jesus. You are worthy. You are worthy. So let's just begin to release, just release a song, just whatever is in your heart to the Lord. You are worthy. We worship you. We worship you. We worship you. There's no one like you, Jesus. No one like you. No one beside you. You're the King of glory. You're the King of power. Oh, you're the Lord of all. The Lord of all. The Lord of all. And no one else is worthy of my worship. No one else is worthy of my worship. Just begin to open your mouth. Just begin to open your mouth and just... Just let it be a prayer. Let it be a song, a, a prayer that comes forth from your spirit. i 
We just want to worship you. Sing it a couple more times. King of glory, fill this. Thank you, Lord. We just want to worship you. We just want to worship you. One more time we sing. King of glory, fill this place. We just want to worship you. We just want to worship you. Lord, we thank you. We thank you for drawing near. We thank you, Lord, for all that you've done and all that you're doing and all that you're about to do. God, the possibilities are limitless in your presence. So we boldly come. We boldly approach that throne of grace. God, and we present our lives before you as, as an offering. God, I thank you for the truth that's being taught, the things that are being imparted. God, we receive, we receive from you. We receive what you're trying to teach us, God, and trying to show us. God, we're open. We're open to you. Have your way, God, just through the rest of this time. We thank you for it. In Jesus' name, amen. Amen. All right, well, I just felt that unction to uh, do that. And I will say this, um, every ministry we've gone into where we encourage the people to just lift up their song, every time, every time there's breakthrough, every time. I've not been in one church where I don't camp there and see some kind of breakthrough because there's something that happens when we allow what's deep down on the inside here, what's on the inside of my spirit to be released as a song to the Lord. It's, it's different. That's a different experience than just reading those words up there and singing that song. And that's fine. That's good. But there's something that happens when we become vulnerable. Um, we, we become yielded to the extent that we can just release that spontaneous song right out of here, uh, something breaks open and God does something. And so, worship leaders, I would encourage you to um, challenge your people, challenge your team to do that. Um, challenge your, your church to take steps just in their personal worship expression. Um, it doesn't have to be complicated. You know, if you know a few words, you can do it. Holy, 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 worthy, 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 worthy. I could be more than that, but, you know, it doesn't have to be complicated. Um, I think the American church has gotten away from that. And, you know, Paul instructed the church to, to sing and make music in their heart, which that wasn't just in their heart, it was with their heart, by the way, the original language, sing and make music by means of your heart. 
So it's not just a hidden internal thing. It's by means of my heart, I'm going to sing psalms, hymns, spiritual songs. Spiritual songs is what I'm talking about. The spiritual song is the one that's in you, and it needs to be released. It's a personal, spontaneous expression to the Lord. Um, encourage your people to do that, and, and do that yourself. Take some time in your personal worship um, to just foster and facilitate that. And, and you'll see something move, I promise. You'll see something move. You'll see uh, people begin to step out a little bit more in worship. Amen? So that had nothing to do with roadblocks, but, um, but it's important, I think. It's in, an important part of this. Um, great job, team. Great job. Um, I was caught up in worship, a lot of that, which is a good thing, but um, I closed my eyes and wasn't watching you too much. But, but um, one thing I will say, Brianna, great job. Um, you have an ability to uh, just, you're radiating. You're radiating. Just the way that you smile and the way that you pull us in and the way that you're, you know, stepping out with your expression and, and other team members, um, that's, that's really good, really good. Um, I think on the exhortation side, you know, um, maybe if there's co-leaders, you know, maybe you're a leader and you're, a, like, you're leading the first song and you're leading the second song. I was talking to somebody about this during the break. It's like, it's okay to kind of have a conversation beforehand and say, hey, do you want to kind of open this thing with exhortation or do you want me to do it or, you know, do you want me to kind of exhort and then you jump into the song and, and figuring out. See, we can figure out who is going to say the things just as much as who's going to sing the things. Does this make sense, what I'm talking about? So in the very beginning, you know, when you guys are just, the band is starting... Da, 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 da. that's probably your opportunity to say good morning church aren't you excited about the presence of the lord where the spirit of the lord is there's freedom we're gonna praise him together done that took maybe five seconds eight seconds you know it doesn't have to be a big thing right but it's just something and i was telling um her on the break too uh it's okay to kind of through the week as you're working through this to kind of work through exhortations. Just like you work through the, you know, okay, this is the part that I'm going to sing, the, I'm going to lead out by myself, you know, and I'm going to get all of the melody down. Well, what I've done is if I know what we're about to sing, we're about to sing this song, Freedom, then I'm going to, kind of work on an exhortation, you know, in my personal planning time. And it, that's fine. There's nothing wrong with that. There's nothing wrong with planning a little bit of the exhortation. There's nothing wrong within your devotional time. Um, you're reading the Psalms, and a scripture just pops out that totally has to do with where we're headed in this worship time. And so, man, I'm going to meditate on that scripture, and I'm actually going to write that scripture down as, hey, this is something that I need to exhort with between these songs. Nothing wrong with that. Um, in fact, it, it makes it intentional when we do that. 
Otherwise, we end up saying the same things we always say. Um, so that's what I would say, you know, just if you're, if you're the leader of the first song and you're the one opening and he's like, hey, you're, you're going to welcome the people or you're going to exhort on this first song, then I'd come up with the little things on your own. Um, aren't you excited, church, about praising the Lord where his spirit is? There's freedom done, you know. But I've just kind of thought through uh, something I can say in those moments. Or even, you know, when we kind of get into the song and before we get into the chains will fall, prison shake, that may be a moment too. And if you notice that the people are, um, here, here's the thing. People don't come in typically warm, warm, meaning they don't, they, they come in cold and <laughs> like it or not. I mean, we would love it if they all came in warm, meaning they're just ready to go, you know, but but a lot of times they're not there, and so we're kind of priming that pump and trying to help them, you know, get there. And so even as we've kind of gone through a little bit of that opening song, um, you may sense as a leader, okay, um, we, we need some chains to fall. <laughs> we, we need some prison doors to start opening here. Like, we, we need... Uh, we need to take steps as a church in freedom. We're going to take steps in freedom today. So, you know, I don't know. That's just a random thing that came to my head. But that's sometimes what happens as leaders. We get a thought or an impression. And then in those interludes, um, you know, you, you, engage, you engage the people at another level. It's like we've sung this stuff, and we're going to move a little bit deeper now. And so I'm going to say something like, Church, you know that chains are going to fall off in the presence of the Lord. Prison doors will shake and they will fly open in the presence of the Lord. We're going to begin to let our faith rise up as we sing these lyrics and believe for breakthrough and freedom. Now, that one was a little longer, okay? But it doesn't have to be that long. Like, you can figure out what are, what are some things that strategically can, it, it's instruction almost that you're giving as a leader, but it's also, um, it's building faith. And it's also rallying us around this moment so that, oh, yeah, we're about to declare this, and so we need to posture ourselves right now together to sing this thing in faith and to express ourselves like we believe it. You know, well, a lot of that has to do with these strategic little exhortations you can give. Does this make sense, you guys? Yeah. And then, you know, moving into the slow song, Pastor Darren, you kind of did it. You said something, and, it, you know, that's what you do. You kind of you figure out how are we bridging this song to this song. It's just a perfect opportunity to help us focus in just a little bit more. Um, you know, you're the king of glory and we want you to come and fill this room. You said something like that, you know. <laughs> but that's what we're about to sing. And so we're preparing. We're preparing the way by just a simple, you know, prayer. It's like a collective prayer. Like you're on everyone's behalf. You're praying this in this moment. Uh, Lord, we thank you for your freedom. And you are the king of all power and the king of all glory. And we welcome you right now to come and move in this place, right? So 
So that's the power of exhortation. Um, and lots of good rising and falling. I could tell you guys have done these songs a little bit. And you get, you get to where if you've done a song enough, you kind of flow together with it. Um, when you're trying to just learn a song for the first time, it's a little harder. But there's specific things you can do in rehearsal. So I'm going to segue into rehearsal roadblocks here. And I'm going to take the last 30 minutes to just talk through some of these things that really can um, can stand in the way sometimes of getting to where we need to get simply because, you know, we, we can have the right heart, we can have the right motivation, and um, we can do all the right things seemingly, but the rehearsal still has not become what it needs to be. And so let's talk about that. Um, roadblock number one. Rehearsal roadblocks. Roadblock number one is no rehearsal. No rehearsal. Now, remember I said there's a difference between your personal practice time and the team's rehearsal. But I've had experiences where, you know, everyone just kind of works on their own, and then they just show up on Sunday morning and just hope for the best. Um, there's, a, there's a missing element there. There's, there's something in between that has to happen. There has to be a collective time the team comes together and rehearses. I would advocate for a rehearsal apart from Sunday morning. Um, you may or may not be able to pull that off, but the advantage of a midweek rehearsal is that you have a little bit of time to iron things out that surfaced during your team rehearsal before the day of. Um, there's some other strategies which we'll talk about in a minute, but the bullet point, okay, what's the bullet point? Solid rehearsal equals strong team. Solid rehearsal equals strong team. If our rehearsal is solid, our team is going to be strong in executing what we're trying to execute, okay? All right, so no rehearsal. That's number one. Number two, poorly planned rehearsal. Poorly planned. And we talked a little bit about planning and preparation um, in the first segment, but specifically when I drill down a little bit, into planning for rehearsals, not just in general, but specifically for rehearsals, there's a few things that come to mind. First thing, bullet point, first bullet point, assemble set lists strategically. Assemble set lists strategically. We talked a little bit about this earlier, but um, most of the time, we need to be conscious of progression, progression. And I could take the time to do a whole teaching on this, but I don't have the time. But um, the tabernacle in the Old Testament gave us a great illustration of how we approach the presence of a holy God. It's not a perfect illustration, and there's a greater spiritual reality today. Nevertheless, I love illustrations in Scripture because they help me understand how I approach the presence of a holy God. And generally speaking, there was an outer court um, that was less intimate. Uh, in fact, there wasn't real much intimacy with God in the outer court. 
you just came and you presented offerings um, in that outer place, okay? And then there was a tent at the back of this whole area, and the first part of the tent front room was the holy place, um, and certain priests, plural, could go into that place, and they could do certain things. And there was more of a tangible, you know, presence of God, though not totally manifest because they were sinful and they would be killed. They would be struck dead in the presence of his absolute holiness. But you had this outer court area, then you had the holy place. Then at the very back, you had the holy of holies. This is where the Ark of the Covenant was. And the glory of the Lord hovered above that ark and that mercy seat. And only one person, the high priest, could go into that place once a year. Okay. But we have this idea that we're coming from an outer place, meaning a place where we're not totally focused in yet. Um, we're, to we're not totally aware. It has a lot to do with awareness. We're not totally aware of his abiding manifest presence. But we're moving into a place where we become aware and his presence is manifest, and his glory is there, and that's where he can do heart surgery, I call it. He can do the work in me because I fenced out all distractions and all these other things, and I've entered in. So when you hear the words enter in, that's what I'm talking about. We're talking about this idea of coming from an outer place into a place where there's the immediate tangible, manifest presence of God, an awareness of that, okay? So um, our set lists, by and large, need to move us from an outer place into a place where we're going to become more aware of the immediate, manifest presence of God. Um, is that a certain song? Not necessarily, but songs that talk more just about God are probably going to be out here. The songs that allow me or us just to lift up an intimate, personal expression of worship directly to him as a prayer are probably going to be further in the set because we're moving in progression. We're moving in to a more intimate place, okay? I don't know if that means fast or slow. I've had inner court experiences where it's just praise. It's fast praise. And you know what? It's, it's more powerful <laughs> than the praise at the front part of the service because we fenced out all these distractions and we were able to come in to a greater awareness of God and then we could really praise him uninhibited. See, we can take, but the, the flip side's true, uh, true as well. We can take our heaviness, our distractions, all these things, right into an intimate time of worship and not get there. Just because the, everything slows down doesn't mean we're in there yet. It has to do with the posture of my heart and mind and, and bringing myself to a place where I fenced out distractions and now I'm aware of his manifest presence. But assemble set list strategically. Move from a less intimate outer 
place kind of experience into a more intimate communion with God. That's kind of what we're after, okay? I spent too much time on that one, so um, let's figure out how to move forward a little faster. Okay. Um, oh, and set list strategically. I would recommend no more than one new song at a time. No more than one new song at a time. It becomes too much if everything's new. And probably on either side of that new song, put something real familiar. It's just going to help the people. Um, and then do that new song again. Don't just do it once and then bring it back three months later. It's going to be like a new song. <laughs> okay? Um, all right. Next one. Map song arrangements well. Map song arrangements well. Um, I work with students a lot on this, and I actually have a, and I could give this to anyone if they want it. I have this template. It's a big worksheet. It, it says song map at the top, and it's got all the parts of the song, or like blanks where you could put intro, verse, chorus, verse two, you know, second chorus, bridge, whatever, like all the way across. And then over here, um, vocals, drummer, bass player, keyboard. And so it's like, a, it's like a grid, it's like a matrix. And so I can work through the song as I'm listening to it, and I can say, oh, um, only the, the leader's singing right here, you know, in the verse. But in the chorus, oh, there's harmonies. You know, I just make notes of this stuff. Or with the drums, um, no drums on this section. I put a big X there, and oh, but, but he starts just, you know, doing this on the verse, which was kind of what we did on freedom. And then on the chorus, he goes into a fuller beat, and I'm just making all these notes. Um, why am I taking the time to do that? Because I want to know kind of who's doing what. I want to have that sense and if I don't want to do it that way, I want to figure out how I do want to do it and get the team to understand their role, the vocals, the instruments. Um, what are we doing on each part of the song? Um, it helps me to come into a rehearsal having done that and, and be confident in my direction hey, guys, you know, this is our set for this week, and this opening song, um, let's kind of walk through it. It's kind of what I did, you know, uh, earlier where I said, hey, let's do the interlude or the, the intro a little soft the first time, and then kind of, you know, the second time through, we'll add a little bit of strength, um, and then we drop down, and there's just the leader singing on the verse and drums, you're doing this. And, I mean, you can do as much or as little of that as you want. But the idea is that you as a leader have a sense of what we're after musically. And you've mapped that to the extent that you can communicate it to the team. Otherwise, you know what happens? Um, we play what, what we want or we sing what we want. And that can work, but it also easily can just all sound the same. Everything we do can just sound the same if we do that. So doing a little bit of mapping will actually stretch you beyond what you've always done. It'll stretch you to do something.
beyond the way you've always done it so it won't sound the same as everything else, okay? And this is music. This is part of making music, okay? No. Right. Just a chord sheet. So I, I'll map it, and I won't do this all the time, but I'll do it with, like, more complex songs or, you know, a brand-new song, and then I'll transfer those notes, you know, just into the margins of my chord chart, the worship leader's chord chart, and I'll write little things in there. So during the rehearsal, I can call attention to this or that. Because um, otherwise, I just forget. I forget what we're supposed to be doing, you know, if I haven't really um, made note of it. Okay? Um, transitions, that's part of map song arrangements. It's not just in the song, but it's moving from this song to that song. There's lots of different ways you can transition. Um, I actually have this too, but I don't have time to go into it. But the idea is, you know, you can stop and start. You can just connect them right together. Um, you can, like key-wise, you can end on a certain chord of song one um, that, that's like the four chord or the five chord, and that can become your new key for song two. I mean, there's a lot of ways to connect these things, bridge these things together. But you want to map it. Here's my point. You as the leader want to map that out ahead of time. And you want to have a sense of how we're going to move from this to this. Um, don't necessarily go into the rehearsal with it just being a big experiment. Because it may or may not work. And then a lot of time may be taken up and wasted just trying to figure out, okay, how are we getting from this song to this song? Um, generally, there's somebody on the team, if you're not a pro at this, there's somebody on the team who has a good musical sense and an idea of how we could transition well from this song to this song. Um, lean upon them a little bit, but let, let that be thought through. That's my point. That needs to be thought through, okay? Um, all right, third bullet point under Roadblock 2, provide song resources adequately song resources now I didn't do a good job of this coming to this workshop because I sent you a big text just with titles on it of the songs that I wanted to do last night tonight tomorrow morning um, usually I would be much more planned out than that and I would have all these resources uh, let me tell you the four kind of resources that I want to give my team, okay? The first one is an original recording of the song. But not just an original recording of the song, an original recording that's close enough to how I want to do the song. You know, in this day and age, everyone's doing like different renditions of a certain song. And see... If we want to do this rendition or it more like this one, but we put this rendition on Planning Center, that's going to confuse everybody. Sometimes there's not a rendition that I like. So you know what I do? I pull out my phone and I go to my voice memos and I sit at the keyboard and I just play through the song. Kind of the way I want to do it. And then I upload that file into Planning Center. Okay. But you need an original um, version. Second thing is lyrics. It's good to have lyrics 
in Planning Center. Why? Not just for your singers, but whoever's running the lyrics. That's a good thing for them to be able to log into and pull up the lyrics that you've put in there that you've made sure are the right lyrics for the song. And then that person can use those lyrics that are attached. Everyone, do you guys know what Planning Center is? Yeah? Um, a lot of people use that these days, but it could be Planning Center or something else. What I'm talking about is just the place that you put all the resources for your team, okay? So have an original recording, have lyrics, the right lyrics, and then have a chord chart or some type of chart for your band in the correct key um, with the correct chords. Sometimes um, they've gotten better than they used to be, but there's still mistakes. And in your personal practice as a leader, you kind of want to go through or, you know, whoever's working with your band, they need to go through and just make sure, hey, these are the right chords, okay? Um, but there's a fourth thing. I kind of alluded to this already. There's something that I generally like to create for my team called a rehearsal mix. Rehearsal mix. So you had the original recording, you had the lyric sheet, you had the chord chart, and then you had the rehearsal mix. The rehearsal mix, what this is, is this takes that original recording, but it puts it in the right key, the key that we're going to do the song in, and it also sequences it out the way that we're probably going to do it. Um, how do you do that? Well, there's a few different ways. Um, anyone familiar with multi-tracks? Multi-tracks? Multi-tracks is... Um, well, there's a website that you can go to and you can purchase tracks or you can rent tracks. Um, the rent thing tends to be pretty affordable, but you may want to just purchase ultimately uh, if you know you're going to do this song over and over. But what I can do is I can put what I rented or purchased, I can put that file into an app called Playback either on my phone or my iPad. It's an Apple thing, so you have to have an iPhone or an iPad. But you, you load that track into, it's called playback, and then I can manipulate it. I can change the key. I can take sections out that I don't want. I can add sections in that I do want. And this takes a little bit of experimenting. But if you have that capability, all you do is you get that track the way you want it in playback, and then you can connect it into a computer, and you can record into like a, like GarageBand or something like that. I know this is over some people's heads. But you can record that continuous rehearsal mix in the key you're going to do the song with the sequence that you want, the verses and the choruses and the bridge and everything kind of laid out the way you're going to do it. And then you put that file into Planning Center as well.
Yeah. Um, if you guys want to know more about that, uh, I would just, just see Jill or myself at some point before the end of today, uh, even tonight, and we can kind of walk you through that and at least point you in the right direction, like give you some information. Okay, let's say you don't have that, though. You don't have multi-tracks. You don't have the ability to, you know, in this app to build your song. Okay, it goes back to what we were saying a few minutes ago. Just get your phone out and just record yourself singing and playing or get somebody on your team, you know, whoever can do this, you know, get them to sing and play the arrangement of the song, the key that you're going to do it in and the sequence, the general sequence that you want to do it in and then upload that file into planning center and call it your rehearsal mix. Your team will love that because it's in the right key. And it's generally going the right direction, like, like you're going to the chorus where your team, you think you're going to go to the chorus. Otherwise, if we just put that YouTube video in of the original that's three half steps higher and they don't go where we're going to go, it's not a super good practice tool. Okay, So I like to have the original in there for context. But I also like to either build it in playback or just record myself just singing and playing, you know, on piano or guitar, um, the arrangement that I'm really thinking we're going to use. Okay, does this make sense? Four different things. Okay. All right, I got ten minutes to get through Roadblock 3. Roadblock 3 is ineffective rehearsal ineffective so we have a rehearsal and we've planned all this stuff out but it's still not working why is it not working well there could be a few different reasons and I'm going to talk about it here um, the first thing you want to do in a rehearsal is you want to start with the familiar now this may not seem right but Actually, this will help you. Um, don't go into your rehearsal and start right away with something nobody has played together. Um, you kind of want to warm up a little bit. It's kind of like the vocalist who doesn't warm up their voice and they just go in and they have to belt all this stuff. No, it's better to warm up your voice. It's better to kind of ease in. So I always like to start with something familiar that the band will really play and the vocalists will really sing. And so we'll get a sense of, you know, okay, we got this. We can do this, you know. We're reminded that, yeah, um, we, we can pull a song together, okay. But don't stay there too long. You can dwell on the familiar too long and not leave enough time for the second thing, which is dive into the unfamiliar. You don't want to wait too long to dive into the unfamiliar and, um, this is where, you know, you have to you use your map. You figure out this is kind of the road map here. This is where we're going. This is what we're looking for. You may even listen to the recording. Hey, um, sound tech, can you play that recording? Or you may just have it up here. You know, hey, I'm going to play on my phone. I'm going to play into the mic. That's not really the best way to do it, but you do what you have to do. Uh, I'm going to play the recording, and I want us to listen to it once before we dive in 
just because, and see, I say these things like, just because I know you guys did this, you, you practiced on your own. <laughs> um, I know you practiced on your own during the week, but just as a reminder to pull us all together, let's listen to this um, kind of with a fresh set of ears, and then we'll dive into it, okay? Um, when you dive into the unfamiliar, don't be afraid to give a lot of direction and put pencils or pins uh, out for people to take notes. That's okay, too. Or you know what? If you don't want to do that, you can have them pull out their phone and type little notes in their notes on their phone. The problem is they can't start looking at their social media and, you know, getting distracted on other things on their phone. But have a way for them to kind of take note of what you're talking about. Yep, that's one of the later points. That's really good, though. Um, let's move on. So, okay, dive into the unfamiliar. You kind of unpack the song, work through it. Um, then let's say you've kind of done that with every song. Um, some of them were familiar. Some of them were unfamiliar. And, uh, but you kind of worked through each one of them. Once you've worked through each one of them, um, I recommend doing the following. Top and tail the set top and tail so top like a spinning top tail like tail of a monkey okay top and tail the set um what is that well that's not playing through all the songs all over again from beginning to end that's hitting the beginning of this song and then fast forward to the end of that song into the beginning of the next song and then okay we good stop okay let's go to the end of this song, into the beginning of this song. Everybody good? All right, st stop. And then go to, this is the last song, so let's just work on the very end of this final song. That's topping and tailing. And a lot of times I'll do that on Sunday morning. If we've had a good weekend re or midweek rehearsal, then we don't need to go through everything. Now, you may want to, but if you have limited time, top and tail at least gets things started and ended well, okay, and work through those transitions, all right? Um, next one is leave time for flowing. Leave time for flowing. Um, it's really helpful, and, you know, reality is we don't always get to this, but the more we can, the better. So in your rehearsal, don't just work on all the mechanics. Leave a little bit of time hey, guys, you know, we're just going to take 10 minutes here, and let's just flow together. Um, we've rehearsed, okay? We've top and tailed everything. Feeling pretty good? Okay, we've still got some time. Um, don't neglect the opportunity to just flow as a team, meaning let's just play a little bit and sing a little bit. Let's just do a little bit of what we did there at the end of you guys doing that set um, because – that allows us to get kind of in tune with the ministry side of this before the service begins. It, it can get too mechanical, and it needs, to be, it needs to be mechanical enough that, you know, we can get our songs learned, but then there has to be a shift at some point to, all right, let's just flow together in ministry as a team. Leave a few minutes for that. 
Okay, next one is take time to debrief. Take time to debrief. This has to do with the recording Jill was talking about. Something I started doing is when we end up, uh, maybe it's for the whole practice or maybe it's for a portion of the practice, maybe near the end, once we've really worked out a lot of stuff, hey, we're going to run the set. We're going to run the whole thing. Um, I have my sound person record it at the back. They're recording what we do, and then I take it home with me on Thursday night, and I listen to it before Sunday morning. And you know what happens? I hear a lot of things I didn't hear because I was focused on a certain thing in the rehearsal, and I had no idea that so-and-so over here was really struggling with their part. Um, Or I knew about it, but I forgot about it. Well, if you record, you won't forget because you can listen back, and, and then you can strategize coming into Sunday morning, here's the things we need to work on. This is the things we need to hit. Or I can even send a voice memo to my team member. Hey, here's this tenor part. I noticed it. You weren't quite getting it. Listen to what I just recorded. And then they can be listening to that for a couple days before you come in on Sunday morning. Okay. Um, Figure out through those recordings, figure out what's working and what's not working and then tweak accordingly, okay? Last thing I want to say, break the rehearsal into sectionals. Break the rehearsal into sectionals. I'll never remember the first, uh, forget the first time I did this. Um, I never used to do sectional rehearsals at Pawnee, but when I was finishing college, I took a year, my final year of college, and I, I was over in Decatur, and I attended Millican, that's where I went to school to get my music degree. And um, I was at, well, it was Glad Tidings. I think they call it GT Church or something now. It's Glad Tidings, okay? But that's the church I was going to. And the way that the, the worship pastor did things, he did this um, split rehearsal idea where when you came in, the singers would actually go off into separate rooms. All the tenors would go into this room. All the altos would go into that room. All the sopranos would go into that room. And each one of them had a section leader that had, you know, recordings with them or a planning center or whatever where they could pull up the resources and they could play through the song and the people could sing their part separately. And then the band would be in here on the platform just going through their parts and then at a given point we would all come together so after all that sectional work had been done we'd converge on the platform the band having gone through their stuff by themselves and the vocals having gone through their stuff by themselves and it doesn't have to be separate vocals you could have all the vocals meet in a different room and as long as you have your leaders who can do soprano alto and tenor you guys can be together. But the idea is you're not trying to handle everything at once um, because sometimes that can get overwhelming. And then sometimes if you really have to stop and work on something with the singers, the band is sitting there for 15 minutes like, okay, well, uh, we know our parts. And, and that's okay, but maybe it could be helped if we're working with the singers separately And then we come in when we're ready, okay? But the flip side can happen too. You can come into a band thing, and man, you just got to work through this transition, and the singers are over there just waiting 
Um, so I'm all about efficiency. Let's make this thing efficient. And one of the best ways we can make it efficient, I think, is to let's work certain things out in certain group sectionals. And then when we all come together, we're a little bit further along, and then we can more easily put it together, okay? So it's just an idea. You don't have to do that, but you may want to do that. And you may even just want to do it at certain times if you're doing a new song. Hey, tonight we're learning a new, or not learning, we're rehearsing a new song that you all have practiced already. But the singers, for 10 minutes, the singers are going to go over there, and they're just going to review their stuff while the band is reviewing their stuff. And that may be all you need to do because the other songs are familiar enough that you don't have to split it out. But you just think through that and figure out, you know, kind of what you want to do. Okay? Okay, that's it. Rehearsal roadblocks. I'm done. I'm only two minutes late. Um, in, you have final thoughts? okay. Um, we'll share it later if we think of it. Okay. Um, let me pray for you guys. And we didn't really have time for a Q&A, but what I would say is just, you know, if you have additional questions or something, just see me at some point. Email address is on there. Oh, yeah. Yes, absolutely. Okay. Let me pray for you. Father, we thank you for this time of teaching and learning. Pray, Lord, that, um, God, all of this would just settle deeply into our hearts and minds, Lord, and that we would be able to use these tools to see ministry be more effective. God, I thank you for these worshipers, for these worship team members, these worship leaders, and I pray, God, that you would equip and empower each one of them Lord, to fulfill what you've called them to do to the best of their ability. We thank you for it. In Jesus' name, amen.